Whatever new thing you're going to introduce to your church members, it's important to remember that just mentioning it for a week or two is not going to help you at all. It takes strategy and planning for outstanding results. Well, we're going to give you 10 steps that will bring you great results for whatever event or new program you may want to announce to your church. Next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, as the announcer told us. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. And I'm Michael Gray. Michael Gray is with us today. He has graced us with his presence today. We're gonna we have Mike on here for a reason. But before we do that, the Church Solutions Podcast is sponsored by MyChurchDaily.com. That's right. You can get on Alexa now with your own flash briefing by using MyChurchDaily.com. Uh, you just go to the website, MyChurchDaily.com. Uh, you can check it out. There's a 14-day free trial, and uh, it's sponsored by MyChurchDaily.com, which is basically one of our products. So we're sponsoring ourselves again today. All right. I'll let you know right. that. What's, uh, what's the topic for today? Rain. We're getting lots of rain here where I live. It's rain. Lots pretty, and lots of rain. We're yes, really encouraged. That's the topic. Nobody in the world cares. Nobody else cares. No. But, uh, I don't yes. get a lot of rain up here, so I'm very happy. Oh. So it's it's monsoon here in Tucson. All right. So the topic today is is uh, this was uh, 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 when Mike Gray was talking about this to us weeks and weeks ago. One of the things that you said, Mike, was churches. And, and Mike has a great experience with church work. He's been doing it for many years and leadership and everything else. He works with us uh, doing customer support with our company. One of the things that he brought up was, you know, churches generally don't do a great job in promoting new things at their church, launching new things, uh, you know, and, and I would agree with you, Mike, because I've been doing church work as well. And it's easy sometimes to think after you mention something once or twice that everybody's mm-hmm. going to get it and <laughs> everybody's going to get the new app you're promoting or uh, whatever it is you've got going on, something you're launching at your church. And yeah, mention it once or twice. Everybody knows about it, right? And that is not the case. And so today, what we were going to do, and this is actually found on our on mychurchdaily.com on the website, uh, which I just mentioned, uh, we're going to talk about 10 steps for a successful launch. And so this is kind of like a mini marketing guide here that that our very own Michael Gray has put together. And so we'd like Mike to walk us through this because it's important. No matter what it is you're doing as a church, whatever it is you're promoting, it could be anything, right? It could be vacation Bible school. It could be anything. I'm sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, no. I, I, uh, some of my background, I did marketing, uh, in multiple different organizations over the years. Uh, one of my, one of my, one of my experiences that really helped me kind of shape, uh, doing especially the event side of marketing. Uh, I was working in a a big corporation that all of you uh, have heard of before. 
and uh, I did a, an event, and I really thought things went off well. Um, we planned for months. We did it. Uh, it was great. And then on Monday, I get called into the office. This is a corporation, so to give you some context there, uh, he says, come in, shut the door, have a seat. He goes, uh, we're going to have a come-to-Jesus meeting. <laughs> and I went, what? I thought things went really well. And uh, he said, well, let me, give you, let me give you five or ten things that you should measure a big event from to see if you had some success. And so it turned out it wasn't as good as I thought. And uh, I did have that uh, come to Jesus meeting with my boss. And uh, he, he was pretty stern with me, but in a good way. He was trying to help. He was like, here's what it looks like when you've done it well. So that really shaped for me when I, when I market uh, how I have a different perspective and I look at things. And as you said, Phil, communicating at once, twice, three times especially with today's attenders who maybe attend once or twice a month. So run through your marketing and say, okay, they may have never heard it. Uh, and I, I, it's happened. I've, I've gone into to church and gone, I've been on vacation and I never heard anything about that. That's a surprise. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. All right. And I, think, bit, uh, uh, I think what we, 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 Phil and I, I think we talked about before was the staff knows all about it. You know, they're, they're surprised that somebody doesn't know about it. So we don't do a good job of uh, over-communicating because we think that, oh, I've heard it three times. That means everyone else has heard it three times. Well, I think you nailed it there, Steve. You said over-communicate it. Uh, you, you, can't, you can't think that everybody got it. You've got you to kind of shoot for the lowest common denominator being that that person that only comes once every four weeks. So how do I get it out? So every one of those guys know exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. So hopefully we can help you with that today. Right. So you have 10, 10 steps to, to ensure that happens. Yes. And it's not exhaustive. It's just idea starters to help you think of things you might've missed. Uh, uh, but obviously we're starting at the beginning. It's, Identify the leader of uh, this event and or launch. If you're launching a product, let's say you're launching Church Online um, or relaunching Church Online. Somebody's got to own that. Who's the person, uh, as my old boss used to say, uh, that's going to get fired on Monday if this doesn't happen like it should? Uh, now, that, that's, that's a harsh way to say it, but where does the buck stop and who owns this thing and is responsible? Without that, you're probably not going to have a great successful launch. Right, because I think at a lot of churches, they'll say, well, we're doing this. So team, let's gather together and really promote this. And there's no, you know, everyone's like, yeah, go team. But uh, there's no one leading the team. And no yeah. one, I, I really relate to the whole who's getting fired if this thing fails because it really kind of points <laughs> out to, you know, if this thing goes oh, really well, sorry. you know. I'm going to need to mute one. Yeah. I mean, it's just you, you do want a point person. Or when there's a question, you don't want to have to, you know, or a big decision to be made. Let's, you know, run it by the, you know, the three people that think they're 
part of this thing and they all go oh, i don't know what is larry not me is... yeah right it's not yeah. my area of responsibility <laughs> right yeah so so pinning the uh the tail on the on the stucky for the project is the uh, step number one here yep and, and um a a a launch manager launch project manager whatever that is i would always push towards someone who's good at organizing and managing timelines not necessarily uh the i the person who came up with the idea uh while i'm a i'm an idea guy these guys will tell you i i i'm i probably drive them nuts sometimes with thoughts and ideas but that's just how I'm wired. I'm hardwired that way. I am not the best timeline manager because that doesn't fit into my wiring as well. I can do it. I can force myself. There's things I do because I have to do it. But there are people, my, my wife, Cindy, for instance, brilliant timeline manager. I mean, she'll be a, she'll fill in all the, all the gaps and all the details and it'll be a really great event if she is managing it. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I was in charge of the big events uh, when I was at our church. We do a couple big events a year. I talked them into, and it was very successful because they allowed me to hire a part-time project manager. And they were purely time timeline management, detail management, checking off the boxes, making sure everything happened. The buck still stopped with me but they were being that manager of resources and time and uh, it really made for a successful event. All right. Well, we got, uh, we got uh, nine more to get through here, right? Is that all? Yeah. 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 So identify the person. What's the next? Inventory, all social and other communications channel you currently have available. Right. Think about it, man. That used to be, uh, flashback to a time when that was uh, we actually mailed a newsletter out in the snail mail and we occasionally would call people and we visited with people so, sometimes in a smaller church it's door to door you know whatever that may be we live in a different world now <laughs> right and I'm a- sure in the list that I made on this this is probably not half of what a lot of churches use in their resources to communicate with people. So let's go through this list real quick, just because there's, there's going to be, I assume there's going to be some that, you know, depending on the project or the, the thing I'm trying to launch, some are going to be better than others. So without a doubt. Yep. So I don't know. I got, I'll just read off the list here. Newsletter, text notifications, app notifications, phone notifications, mailers, flyers and handouts a blog a podcast all the social channels you know instagram facebook twitter etc i have the stage where i can make announcements i've got um part of my message the sermon message i can make a sermon announcement or i can do video announcements so these are just some of the and there's like you said it's probably there's probably more yeah, I, I would say so. Some of what you may want to do is um, kind of go back to the model that I uh, I learned. Uh, great book if you haven't read it is uh, Purple Cow from Seth Godin. 
Yeah. And, and his idea is, even if it's old school, if people have abandoned it just for what's shiny and new, consider doing whatever other people are not. Uh, so I look at that and I say, in the context of churches, yeah, everybody's finally has a Facebook account and an Instagram account, the Twitter account, the YouTube account. But what have they left out? Well, I, I, I would say if you're not using text at this point at your church, you're missing a huge connection point with your people. Uh, this last weekend, I, I got two texts from uh, my local church. Uh, one that said, hey, here's something. This is a big deal. Uh, and then I got a message early Sunday morning and said, hey, we have a power outage. We're only going to be online this week. I, if I'm not on text, I probably don't pull my mail. I probably don't see that. They miss me. I drive up. I'm like, where's everybody at? And there's, you know, 20 of us there saying, why, why, why aren't we have church? So if you aren't using text, it is the preferred method that most people like to communicate with now. Yeah. And it may be the last thing that someone as part of a church is going to offer up to the church as well. Cause yep. Um, but yeah, so there's, yeah, definitely there's some of these may be geared for, depending on the project, you have examples of things that might work well for a certain type of project and not for another project or I yeah. mean, obviously the power outage thing would be, you want to have something, you're not going to put a mailer, you're not going to put a mailer together to <laughs> say, you know, we just no, that's got to be fast and immediate. <laughs> fast immediate and flexible so that's going to be social media that's going to be text uh so those are important but don't leave out the other pieces when you're doing a big event if you're doing a big event or a big launch in your church a new program a new ministry a new church online or, or you you're you're launching my church daily and that was the whole reason we we brought this conversation up how do we let people know that we have the coolest new tool in the world available uh, at their fingertips on their mobile device, on their tablet? On, and so um, some of these are no-brainers. Obviously, you're going to announce it from the stage. Uh, video. I like those announcements to be videoed so they don't become something that bores people. It's just a pet peeve of mine. But blog, podcast, flyers, all of that is practical unless you are under a short, short window. And then you have to shift hard to the digital side of things if your window to launch is very short. Okay, so we got identify leader, inventory your communication channels, and then one of the next appropriate one here would be um, you, you say to rank your communication channels in the order of importance and effectiveness. Yeah, uh, um, we talked about the popularity, and if you're missing some of those channels, Adam, uh, we covered that. But yeah, so what what's going to be my most effective channel? This is this is a good practical for every organization. You need to know where you connect with the most people, uh, and what are your what are you you guys are pretty much pros at this. I probably should. What do you think for a church would be the top two most important channels? I think it depends on the church, right? I mean, mm, on, on average, let's say that on average for most churches, what would be top two most 
important channels? Well, I mean, Phil's probably going to have a different list than me, but for me, I would probably think the, the, um, you know, sermon announcement, or if it's part of the message, uh, that's really going to hit me and, and always hit me. If I'm, you know, at church, if I'm not at church, then wow, I missed that one completely. uh, Yeah. Phil, what's your audience time? Yeah. I mean, if I think about what, you know, I'll go to my wife, we both go, you know, we attend the church together and I'll ask her questions about, did you know that this is going on? And, and we, we learn through different channels, you know, you know, I may be, Oh, I just got a text message. The power's out. And, uh, my wife would say, oh yeah, Instagram post just showed up when, as I was rolling through here saying the, the power is out. So there's different for each one. Phil, do you have a... Well, one of the points you brought up about including uh, what you're doing in your message, uh, I do mm-hmm. think that's a very valuable tool. I, I had a really hard time, the guy I was working with before doing that. He goes, well, I feel like I'm doing a commercial. It's like, no, you, you don't have to make it sound like a commercial. You can incorporate it in your teaching. But that's and if it's subject. important, right. you got to prove the boss is behind it, right? Right, exactly. Who's the head chief? If he's not behind it, nobody's Thanks. getting on board. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I think in terms of very simple tools, I mean, for me, uh, I, I check, you know, all of us here, we get emails, hundreds of emails, but I there are certain emails I look for. So if my organization is sending an email out, I, I see it, I make sure I see it, you know, so... Uh, so, you know, I, I think what Steve said and whatever, it's always depending on the person, but uh, emails, newsletter, like a newsletter that would be really well done. Uh, not something that's junk where you just pass over it, but, you know, you know that it's quality material, quality information. Uh, barking dogs also are good at communicating. <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs> You're muted. You can make those videos now where the dogs are barking your announcements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, there you go. All right. We need to move. So, the so almost <laughs> everybody's moving from the stage. I would challenge that. Your most effective two channels is your newsletter and text message. Yeah. You're going to connect with more people. They're going to see the content. You can lead them to click something and do something to sign up for an event, et cetera, right. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So, most churches default to those announcements. So because of that, what do they do? That leads us to our next point. All right. So which is number five on our list here, decide what you will pause <laughs> communicating during the launch to reduce the Absolutely, clutter. Absolutely. Clutter, clutter. Yeah. I hate clutter. There's a book about it. It's a great one. It's called less chaos, less noise by Kim Meyer, uh, communication brilliant within the church. And it's all about that. If you just, communicate everything from the stage nobody they just tune you out they don't hear you anymore oh yeah this is the weekly announcement part this is where i tune out and and a lot of people do that's true so you got to eliminate you got to be willing to let go of some of your babies that you want everybody to know about if you want people to know the most important thing coming up this month then you can't talk about everything yeah, I, I was an executive pastor for a church, uh, my last one until I recently retired. And and part of my job is also responsible for what got in the announcements from the platform and what didn't. And it was just terrible. Everybody and their brother, well, I've got a thing going on next week. You need to announce it. You know, it's like, oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely yeah, need people. to curate that, huh? 
Absolutely. If somebody's not in charge of that, it's a train wreck. And if you allow one ministry, then you have to allow all the ministries. And then you get into a scenario where nobody hears anything. And you've just wasted that valuable communication resource with a bunch of very important things, but not the most important things. So what would you prefer? I want them to hear the most important thing. So number six, you have on the list, and I'm going to have you elaborate because I'm not sure I completely understand. Define your marketing's branding guidelines. So that's that's such that when we talk about this event, here's what we're going to say, and I'm going to write the words, and I'm going to give them to you so that you communicate it in a way that is flattering and not other. How about that? So I'm going to brand this event, and so this event... When we talk about this event, here's what we say. And, you know, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Your your mom and, and uncle and brother and cousin are going to want to be there. You aren't going to want to miss whatever that verbiage is. Graphically, uh, t- the text, the graphics, the images, it needs to have some consistency. If you're going to have a great theme, and then what are you going to say? And you have move into how are you going to say it? Yeah, you have what you should say, how you should say it, who should say it, how yep. often you should say it. Yeah, so who should say it? Uh, I talked about how that kind of goes to tools, but also how it's phrased. Uh, who that goes back to pastor, man. If he's not sell, you know, if he's not behind it and selling hard, and it's the most important thing, people know that and they feel that, and they're like, eh. This is really not that important. Uh, pastor's not really that passionate about it. He didn't even talk about it during the sermon. Just some guy announced it. That's yeah. a miss if it's important. It's and important. yeah, I resonate with the who should say it too, because that's that's going to be, um, I mean, that's going to communicate with the message as well. Such, for example, if I'm talking about a, you know, a youth retreat and I have a 70 year old a man, you know, talking about it, that's, you know, just, oh, and we're doing, oh, those crazy kids are going to run off and do this. Yeah. Like, those young you whippersnappers are going to have a good old time. You should go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, should, you get the people that are most fired up and closest to the event, I would think, Passion. Uh, to recruit them to, right. to be a part of it. And how you contain that passion is, I'm, I'm going to flashback, videotape it. So that you capture what you want people to hear, not maybe somebody getting a little overly excited uh, about the event per se. But yes, I think you nailed that, Steve, in that who is the most, who's part of the audience, who's the most jazz, who's the most pumped, um, that's, uh, that's who needs to communicate that. All righty. How often? I, I, I don't want to leave that out because that's kind of goes to the crux of why we said we were doing this. How often, if, if, if as a staff member, if your ears are not bleeding from hearing this message again and again and again, you didn't communicate it enough. Uh, that's how often. <laughs> All right. We got, what, three, four more here. We got to, yep. so let's buzz through them. We only have a few minutes sure. left here. So number seven is uh, defining the budget. Yep. It's number seven because that's the, that's about where importance is. So don't, don't allow the budget to drive the event. 
allow the importance of the event to drive the budget or, or the launch to drive the budget. Always in planning. Event, excitement, if, if it's important enough, we'll go get more budget. Uh, but don't start there. But you got to have budget. Otherwise, you don't know how much you're spending and you don't know how much you can spend. And you can't allocate print, media, et cetera, without a, a proper uh, budget that right. includes staff uh, staffing hours or, that you may put or towards. if you're marketing outside the the boundary yeah. of your church then you definitely yeah, yeah. are going to need some marketing you know even if it's google adwords or yep. facebook ads or whatever it may be you have yeah. allow allow your vision to drive the marketing not the budget yep okay what does that mean that makes sense <laughs> yeah so well <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of where I started in that allow the excitement and the vision of how great this is going to be drive the marketing. Don't allow the limit of budget because we can always shuffle the budget if this becomes an incredibly important thing that is going to be world changing for our organization. So suddenly we go, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is way bigger than we thought it was going to be. Now we need to go back to our finance team and say, I don't know where we're going to find it, guys, but we need a, another you know, couple grand to make this thing happen. So, and the next one on the list is one that uh, your wife, Cindy, would have excelled at, right? What is that Absolutely. One? Brilliant. <laughs> Create a timeline. Uh, the marketing timeline. We also have one of those on the My Church Daily dot uh, com website that you can look at it's an example of thought starter uh, but you want to start with these ideas we're working here and then move over to your timeline so that you can answer all of those uh, questions i like to work backwards uh, i like to go okay the launch is uh, october 1st and we're going to continue to communicate it for three weeks after that i'm going to go out to that three weeks and then I'm going to begin working backwards to where we're at today to get the timeline in a way that we maybe don't miss some important things along the way. Yeah, exactly. All right. And then uh, the next on our list is measure and review ongoing results and adjust your strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's pretty much with everything you do in in church, in life, in business is how's it going? Well, right. so I guess nobody you, knows we're doing this. OK, we got to change your strategy. So I'm assuming your timeline, you'd want to build in some points that say, OK, we um, we did this text blast. You know, let's find out how many people. Uh, actually have cell phones that accept our text or um, I did an email blast. How many opens did I get? Or I made phone calls and how many people answered the phone? Or um, I assume that's what you mean by this is just kind of building in, um, you know, these, all these channels you laid out early in the earlier step, I assume you're going to be able to maybe shift and, and move based on, you know, if something's really hitting hot, then you, pour the fire on that one and pull back yeah. on the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, and it'll help you reshape your marketing. So now, as you mentioned that I go, Oh, 
Yeah, I could have been sending out some polls uh, via social media and other channels to say, hey, at this ginormic event, would you rather have barbecue or would you rather have hamburgers or would you rather have pasta? And so you build some excitement and some response measurement because they're responding to you. You're trying to get response. Do it in email. Do it in social media. It kind of gives you then a measurement point along with your your other marketing that says, okay, here's a measurable. How many people clicked on the thing and said they want some, this kind of food? Well, only only 15. Okay, well, okay, let's let's do it again, do it different, change our strategy so that we're making sure that our resources that are so valuable to us that we're pouring out for this are being used in a way that's going to give us a great event. Right. or launch. So as we go through this approach here, I mean, there's certain things that you're definitely going to want to apply all of these steps to. And other things I would assume that that may not warrant um, all this effort. Um, I guess that's part of the curation process and, and how you um, prioritize things. You know, we kind of got involved with this because we're introducing the My Church Daily to people, and we'd seen some churches that that did the kind of gratuitous. Uh, we'll make an announcement one Sunday, and then you know, wow, not everybody uh, bid on that thing, and uh, we moved <laughs> yeah. on, and uh, it, it, it didn't. You know, that project didn't take off, or whatever, or whatever it may be. Um, this so this kind of motivated us to to put together or motivated you to put together this thing saying if you're going to do something serious you want yeah. to apply all these steps create this timeline and these timelines are not just a one-day thing i assume right where i'm gonna we'll make an announcement this sunday and we'll be done no so, no no i mean it's it's how, how many weeks after so you got to continue after you launch to get more people on board and then as you back up from that is it going to take you two months to saturate your organization well enough that everyone everywhere within your organization or near your organization knows that this new thing is going to kick off. Uh, If you don't get there, then you really can't say that that tool didn't work for you because you didn't communicate it very well. So the things that kind of fall on, I I just think about, you got to mention to them, doing church online. If I'm moving to my church on, you know, I'm doing an online piece. It's not something I want to just, you know, announce and be done. I want to have a a long (laughs) process so that it really flourishes. Or if I'm doing VBS, you know, for the community uh, or anything, anything of any significance in the church, you would want to create a good, good marketing timeline, I would think. Absolutely. And sometimes they'll be brief and sometimes, But if you walk through this process and ask these questions that we've got here, in most cases, it'll help you shape how advanced your timeline is going to be. Because then you go, okay, so a whole segment of our population didn't hear that because we didn't apply these six channels or, you know, whatever that may be. So it helps you take a deeper dive into the other thing I like to do is once you get a timeline, then make sure you pass it by a lot of different kinds of people in your organization that can say, 
Oh yeah. Did you guys realize you scheduled that launch on top of our 10 year anniversary? Oops. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. And the 10th step on your list here. What is that? Conduct a postmortem. That sounds like something you do with a dead body, but that's your last <laughs> step here, right? Conduct a yeah. postmortem. That that's may the not be the step. best wording for that, but yes, sometimes you are going to put it, to, you know, you, you are going to bury it and say, well, that was a bomb. Other times it's just a, a recap. What went well, what, what, what didn't work, what worked, what would you change? Uh, let's never do this event again, or let's, let's, let's uh, launch a different product. Uh, it's like a debriefing. It is. And I, I don't know if you guys, would you guys agree that I don't think very many organizations do that? No. Uh, I, I think yeah, it's important for any not. project you do. It once is. it's over, whether it was really successful or really bombed, I think you want to go back and go, okay, guys, what did we do well? Just like you said, you know, what worked and what did we learn from this thing? Yeah. Uh, what went well? Do more of it. Uh, what didn't go well? Then let's make a change. Um, even if it's a bomb, I, I've had some post-mortems that I was so, so not looking forward to, <laughs> it, you know, something really did, didn't go well and, uh, I'm coming into the team and, and, and I don't want to be negative, but you, if you don't assess what didn't go well, right. you'll repeat it, right? Exactly. You'll just do it again and be frustrated again. So. Yeah. Absolutely. It's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we're out of time here, guys. So we've gone a little bit over time, but we good times. We we did that because it's Mike Gray, and you know, gonna give him lots of time. <laughs> I here. talk a lot. I know so, what you're saying. Yeah. So look, if you have look, we went through a lot of content here, a lot of information. If you have questions about any of this stuff, you can reach out to us. Support at streamingchurch.tv. Or if you want to go directly to Mike and, and really just uh you know lambash him, just just his email is Mike at streamingchurch.tv. So either one, he'll get support, he'll get Mike, he'll get, he's got like 100 emails. But thank you, Michael. This is actually really good. And I good hope, that, hope that we can get, I hope this helps a lot of ministries and churches because, uh, you know, you want to be successful, whatever it is you're doing. And this would certainly help a lot. So, all right, good deal. All right, so don't forget, check out mychurchdaily.com. That's the website. If you have questions about that, reach out to us. We're done. We're out of time. Thank you, Steve Lacey. Glad to be here. And thank you again, Michael Gray. Always a pleasure. All right, it is. And I'm Phil Thompson. And most of all, thank you for listening or watching, depending on what uh, platform you're on here. The Church Solutions Podcast. We'll catch you again next time. Please take care of yourselves. <laughs>